Hello, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of VR and Education. Today on the show, we have the opportunity to talk to Kristen Tam. Kristen is CEO of Futurum VR. Kristen's company has been developing science VR experiences for a while now. And personally, as a former science teacher for many years, I've been looking forward to the talk. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Hi. So this is a standard question I always ask my guests, and that's, how did you get interested in VR in the first place? That's, um, uh, first, firstly, thank you for asking uh, for me to uh, have a podcast, uh, podcast, with, podcast with you. Uh, that's a funny story, I, how I found my way to VR, and it was by accident, uh, I could say. Uh, we had a company where we... Uh, where we did basic web development um, and we had done it for like half a year or so. And uh, we felt that it's not something that gets us excited and uh, we should do something more thrilling when we're building our own business. And that was uh, in the beginning of 2016 when we uh, ordered the, the Oculus Development Kit 2. And uh, then we saw the magic of VR um, and that's that's where I, I got started with uh, with building uh, building a company in, in VR sector what made it so magical I, I use I use that word a lot the magic of VR in what context do you see it as magical it was uh, it was the immersion and the like the experiences you have seen in in movies and the uh, the feeling that it's actually right here, right now, and uh, I'm using the gadget to be open to those immersive experiences, mm. and 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 the feeling that, that there's so much more. And what if this is used in this or that sector? It just felt that really powerful medium. I I agree totally, which which is why I'm in it too, trying to do a podcast to spread the news. Tell us a little bit more about your company because there's you've got the title Futurum VR, but then you've got I think Class VR as well. Can you talk a bit about those two? Yeah, um, actually, we're now uh, we have um, the Futu Class uh, is a separate entity, and we're uh, this is uh, only focused on the Futu Class uh, uh, VR game. But Footroom VR is uh, the company we started uh, in the beginning of 2017. So shortly after um, having uh, my experience with uh, Development Kit 2, uh, we, I think it was, I think it was uh, also in the beginning of 2016 when it was possible to pre-order HTC Vives uh, sometime in the in the spring then we uh, bought uh, um, two of them and uh, started uh, offering uh, vr entertainment as a service to events uh, and shortly after that we opened our first vr arcade and uh, uh, fast forward a uh, few years now we have uh, three locations and 24 uh, stations 
in those locations. And one of them is uh, Futupub. Uh, this is uh, like a VR arcade inside a pub. And uh, there we have four stations and uh, just ordered the rally emotion simulators yesterday. So um, photo class, uh, photo room is uh, in the in the entertainment sector of VR mainly. But in in 2018, we also started uh, to develop VR content ourselves since two guys in our team had VR development experience uh, from university. Uh, we didn't have to hire developers but that uh, resources in house and then uh, we started with uh, with real estate uh, vr visualizations because i i had i worked in in real estate and had some context there so i sold them the idea of, of the magic of vr and uh, how we how real estate could be sold with, with vr goggles and um, and we also developed the uh, uh, mainly, I could say, like presentation, uh, VR presentations uh, for uh, companies where when they uh, wanted to go on a fair and impress everybody. Like uh, <laughs> there was a game we developed to BASF, the chemistry company, <laughs> where you have um, oversized uh, insects eating your crop and you have to use BASF products to uh, uh to get them away from your crops uh this kind of projects we had in 2018 and then in the end of 2018 we we uh developed the first prototype of of photo class and uh and uh, then we we thought that okay when we have a lot of knowledge about how people use vr because by then we had over 30,000 hours of uh, uh, play, uh, hours registered in Futuroom arcades. We, have, uh, we had seen like uh, from different angles uh, how people uh, use VR. And, uh, and then we, uh, we started uh, developing Futuclass. It was in the end of 2018. And uh, uh, yeah, since we bootstrapped, it was like on and off for the first half of the year in 2019. But here we are right now. We have eight people uh, working on on Photo Class. And uh, Photo Class is is it? It's it's science based, correct? The whole genre or theme of it is based on science, correct? Yeah. Why? Why science and not, you know, some other subject like social studies or? Uh, there's a lot, uh, not a lot, but there there are uh, mm, there are uh, a lot of this spectator VR apps uh, uh, done uh, there, and uh, we thought that how awesome could it be to make those uh, science experiments in VR. Uh, blow up stuff and uh, and uh, learn by doing, but not actually get hurt. And then th that was that was when I I remembered my uh, physics lessons were 
I looked outside of the window and it was sun and I was feeling so tired. And then just uh, the lessons passed and, uh, you know, you had those complex formulas on the, um, uh, on, on your, uh, um, notebooks and, and, uh, not much interactivity. And when you get practical lessons, they're like once a month. So having already established yourself in the, the location base, the VRcades, and now sort of entering the education market, how do you see the VR apps being different, if at all? Uh, they are different and that they have to be different. Um, first of all, uh, first of all, you have to, um, develop them, uh, by knowing there has to be learning value and, uh, you have to have your pedagogy in place. Uh, you have to like think a bit before you start developing a game you think that will be used in, in classroom education or education in general. And there are uh, really practical issues uh, or you have to be, have a practical mind where, when, when you uh, think about how schools or teachers are using VR. For example, um, sweating and uh, makeup and people really thinking of how they look when they are using VR, mm. uh, especially uh, shy people in schools. Uh, so when you're uh, doing the, when you're designing the game or doing the level design, you you might not want them to be crawling on the floor, which would <laughs> be which would be funny in entertainment games or. <laughs> But uh, you don't want that in, in educational apps. Especially at a pub. That would be funny at the pub. Yeah. Uh, actually, we opened the pub location uh, in, I think it was October. Uh, yes, uh, in the end of October last uh, year. And uh, uh, yeah, people have jumped uh, head front uh, to the wall. Uh, they have. Oh, a lot of things uh, has happened there. I can imagine. Yeah. But, one, uh, one of the but, other things... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, a fact, you, if you think about like marketing uh, nowadays, the first thing I have heard marketers say is the thing you're doing Instagrammable. So VR in a pub is like 110% Instagrammable. <laughs> I can I can imagine. Uh, back to classrooms for a minute. So one of the things that is a bit of a challenge with a new technology like VR is people entering the market and they're easily impressed or wowed by almost anything. So for example, lots of VR simply have 360 degree experiences, which don't have interaction where you pick things up or you yeah. utilize the space. And 
if you're brand new to VR, just the 360 degree experience can often be awe-inspiring. But over time, that might wear off. What are your thoughts then on what makes a good VR game for education? Yeah, I totally agree with you that um, that the immersiveness immersiveness highly depends on your like previous experience with VR, uh, and uh, some kind of uh, some three hundred sixty videos uh, could be mind blowing first. And I remember being uh, VR uh, 360 videos uh, mind-blowing in 2016. But we, we separate them in, in uh, two categories uh, in education uh, genre also. Uh, spectator VR, we call them, and interactive experiences. And uh, there could be really, one, really good ones in both categories. Um, within, for example, is... a is a VR app where you can watch uh, a good uh, with high production value VR 360 videos and a lot of like social emotional learning could be done with, with those. Um, but uh, if you're familiar with the sector Spectre, uh, you, uh, you, you, you're more uh, favorable towards the interactive experiences, I would say. And uh, uh, we have, uh, I remember uh, like two months ago, we did uh, a test in a school uh, where we had uh, eight different uh, VR apps. Some of them were spectator VR, some of them were interactive. And uh, like 90% of the students uh, spent uh, their time playing uh, interactive games uh there were uh, from six to eighth uh, grade uh, student and 50 of them uh, during uh, during this uh, half day mm. and and this is also what we uh, have uh, have heard uh, from uh, from uh, teachers at first when they come to uh, talk to us like what are the when we ask what are the um, areas and what are the topics in your subject uh, that uh, um, could use VR or what kind of content we should develop uh, for your subject, they uh, their mind uh, is a lot uh, in this uh, spectator VR mode or like just imagine flying in the in the space. But actually, when you're the first person view interacting with stuff, this is. This is where where the magic of uh, of interactive VR is. Mm. That's a if, such an interesting. If, 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 if you think of like job simulator, if you think of a job simulator, yeah, and su such an interesting comment. And uh, again, I've been in schools too, doing workshops for teachers and. I think it has to do with them just not completely yet understanding the power of VR. Um, yeah. You know, once you probe with them and talk a little bit more about other possibilities, other capabilities, 
because uh, VR is most magical. I like that word that you use, magical. VR, I think, is most magical if it's more of an experience where you are engaged and you know you're feeling something that you couldn't feel or see in a textbook or on a computer, a flat 2D screen, right? Yeah, yeah. But yet you have the experience at your hands. You can interact with stuff and like change the way the experience goes. So your VR puzzles or your VR experiences, they cater mostly to standalone VR like the Oculus Quest or there's a new one out that's gaining popularity. It's the Pico Neo 2. Why did you why did you decide to cater to standalone and not uh, PC-based hardware like the HTC Vive? That's really a really good question. And uh, I think that's the main, like one of the main practical sides of, uh, of uh, what's, uh, what stands beside the VR use in, in education. If there is a lot of hustle to run the experience, teachers won't use it or mm-hmm. it, it, it won't be used because you want to have the experience, not had the experience of setting up the experience for 20 minutes before you could jump in into the game. Um, we did some um, consultation work uh, or just consulted like schools when there weren't good standalone devices. Like then, then we advised them to use um, uh, HTC Vives in school setups. And I could say that most of them are left unused after six months or so because of the hustle. Mm. Um, and if there are some problems, um, tracking issues, for example, or updates or whatnot, then teachers, uh, they get frustrated. And um, that's, that's, that's where they don't want to use uh, the devices uh, in their lessons. But with the standalones, for now example, um, in Estonia, the average teacher age is 50 plus, which is uh, a bit of a concern that uh, there is no con- uh, growing population of teachers, um, young teachers, uh, is that uh, I have personally uh, seen those uh, mm, those teachers with not so good digital skills using Oculus Quests in uh, uh, classroom setup and picking up the skill of uh, using VR uh, really fast because it's uh, it's like a console. It's easy to use, easy to set up. Uh, and when I pitch uh, to in, in uh, to investors or during the events. Uh, I just recently, last week, tried that. Uh, I went to uh, uh, I went on the stage and uh, tried to set up uh, set up the quest and pitch while having uh, the while while playing our game and uh, casting it uh, to the projector and uh, and then I set it up. Uh, so I had, I had five minutes to pitch. So I uh, walked to the stage and set it up and it took me like 20 seconds 
because I had my another phone um, in the pocket and uh, I used the uh, Chromecast. So I just plugged plug it into the projector and uh, uh, did the playing area and uh, started playing. So it actually takes 20 seconds. That's why you want How to use you- uh, standalone devices. How did you, did you side quest your content then? Because one of the issues that comes up for many educators is that getting stuff onto the Oculus store is difficult because they're a bit of a a walled garden, so to speak. Yeah, I actually, yeah, yes, we uh, sideloaded and we sideload our uh, Hutu class game. Actually, we haven't gone through the whole progress uh, process yet with our game uh, to get to the Oculus Store. Uh, But uh, um, I I talked to one of of the the developer who has developed uh, an educational app, and he said that uh, um, they're not on Oculus Store because Oculus uh, right now... um, wants to have their library of uh, gaming experiences and they're rolling out the educational uh, part of Oculus Quest sometime soon, but we don't know yet when. Hmm. But coming back to the school uh, and the standalone part, um, the price, obviously, uh, 500 uh, versus uh, uh, 2,000. Uh, is uh, when we compare standalone devices and uh, and other devices where you need the computer, um, then you can buy four quests for the price of one uh, the set. That's a big plus. In the, in the schools that you were at testing and piloting, how did they deploy them to have space? Was it a VR lab, or do they use the hallway, or do they push push desks aside in the science room? Uh, really good question. That's uh, also um, one of the practical sides of uh, what you have to think when you, uh, when uh, when designing an experience uh, to be used in in schools. Uh, we have used the uh, hallway. Uh, and uh, this this works well. There is room for uh, in in one specific school. Uh, there's room for twelve play areas in in the hallway, but um, it's also uh, possible to uh, use uh, it in a gym uh, or not a gym, but uh, what's 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 I'm finding the word. <laughs> Yeah, gym, gym, is it? Where yep. you play basketball and stuff. There. Yeah. Uh, there, for example, uh, because we tried the, we tried the, to uh, push the desks uh, aside and try it in the classroom, and what we found out is uh, teachers themselves they don't expect the physical um, dangerous. Um, or, or the like collisions of uh, students bumping into tables. So 
they might uh, push the desks aside, but uh, there's still not enough room. And uh, and um, and we saw a few accidents happen uh, with um, students hitting their hand uh, to a desk. So th- that was uh, when we uh, suggested them not to use it in the classroom, but go to the whole hallway or to the gym and have everybody enough space to move freely. So your company has science as its focus, but do you have any aspirations to expand content beyond the discipline of science? Not right now. Right now we're focused on on science um, and uh, physics and chemistry first. Uh, and uh, maybe in the future, but 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 right now we have a lot to do there. Um, in your physics ones, do you have a roller coaster experience yet? I've seen a few of those. Uh, no, we have uh, we have seen uh, people uh, throw up and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, get sick when. Uh, their um, when their sensors get into conflict uh your your uh, you get the you get the seasickness and that's that's one thing uh, we don't want to have with uh with our game yeah, that, that's any- actually that, that's actually in the hand of developers or since uh, vr has been a wild west uh so to speak uh there are a lot of uh really bad VR experiences. And if you try that bad VR experience, you maybe think that uh, all the VR is, is uh, full of, the, full of um, games like this. And um, that's, that's what we want to uh, cure in the market or, or like uh, uh, not design bad VR experiences. So as a business guy, what, what is the number one reason that you use to pitch to schools to spend money on VR? What's the top reason, the biggest selling point? Actually, uh, I use three, <laughs> but uh, I, I could say that the top is you can have really awesome practical experiences experiments that uh, aren't dangerous mm. and Good. because of that uh, because of that uh, you can have them uh, a lot more than there are practical lessons right now and then uh, students actually understand what's behind those complex formulas mm. Good answer what are your biggest challenges going forward right now? The biggest, uh, the biggest uh, challenge is uh, time. <laughs> uh, having the modules uh, ready soon as as soon as possible and uh, um, tested in the co-creation pilot uh, partners. So every time we we go into schools to test our our module, we we found find out some new. Uh, 
mm, things we need to fix, which is which is normal. Uh, and uh, we want to roll out uh, our modules on Springboard in uh, in a few months and have ten modules ready by by autumn twenty twenty uh, to be. Uh, to, to have photo class uh, used in schools as a tool to do practical lessons. Mm. I like the word practical. Like I said, I think sometimes when something's new and shiny, uh, the lowest hanging fruit becomes sort of what people think about when it comes to VR. And like you, I see VR as magical and powerful, but mostly when it's used for things that you can't do in the classroom normally. Yep. Anything else that you think the listeners might want to hear from you and some of the awesome things you're doing for VR and science? I, I, uh, I suggest the listeners to like, think of the use cases when, when they're interacting in, in uh, when they're using VR applications or just in general, thinking about the topic, uh, how education could use VR. Just one example of this is uh, how to like hack uh, not uh, having enough teachers is to um, have teachers use different tools that uh, have the expertise on them or, or use apps that have the expertise, but they're just guides in the classroom. Mm. So that, that way the barrier to become a teacher is not so high because you can basically teach a science class by not having a science degree, but you just use the right tools and mm. to guide the students. And there are a lot of uh, use cases uh, of uh, of homeschooling and and uh, the shadow schooling, uh, also as as they say, where those uh, awesome uh, um, tools are used. Um, aside from uh, the education you get from uh, from public schools, so I, I would just uh, suggest people to try and think of uh, VR, AR, XR. Uh, what could be the values? Just uh, bring some more awesome ideas, then uh, somebody will will uh, develop them, and I think we have a smarter future ahead of us. Good answer. If people want to learn more about either your product or just touch base with you or your company, what's the best place for them to get a hold of you guys? You can uh, add me uh, in uh, LinkedIn. I, and uh, you're welcome to write to me uh, either on LinkedIn or uh, Kristen at uh, uh, photoclass.com. Uh, we also have a web. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to have a chat with, uh, with uh, anybody who's interested in uh, how, how we use uh, VR in, in education and in classroom education. Well, listen, Kristen, it's been exciting to talk to you again as a a science teacher uh, for many years. Uh, I'm super excited that you're offering this up to students to, like you said, to learn science, especially 
difficult things, science concepts that, you know, maybe are a challenge for even the best of science teachers to try and get across to students. If you hold on for a minute, we can talk after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.